Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show, broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California. Man, I hope you're doing great. Healthy, happy, ready for a Merry Christmas. If you uh, light the menorah, hope you're having a happy Hanukkah. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I, 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 I crushed it last night, boys. I, uh, my, my Hanukkah gifts, I give uh, makeup to my 15-year-old daughters. And my daughter, one of my daughters texted me today and said, you did a really good job. That's a, it's not, not an easy challenge. As, uh, as you know, Ramos, with the age of, of your oldest, right? It's like, you know, 
buying things for young ladies is a, it's not easy. It's really hard, really hard. Um, You know what else is really hard? Deciding what accent to stick with, right? (laughs) By now, I'm sure, I'm completely sure that you have have heard the awful uh, Tagas from uh, from Brian Kelly, right? JC, what's your opinion of uh, the the Tagas from Brian Kelly? Brian Kelly's accent? Yes. Um, I thought it was pretty embarrassing, but I understand where he's coming from. Where is he coming from? He wants to relate to the uh, to the folk down there. I mean, when in Rome, right? I mean, when in Rome, don't you speak Italian? Um, yeah. Well, when in Paris, you must speak French, or they, you know, that, that's that's the thing about a lot. Of, that's actually, you know what? That's a great point. That I'm not sure a lot of people will get until we make this point, which is, you know, like I I, I tell people all the time when you go to Israel, and I've lived in Israel. Everybody speaks English. Right? There's, there's nobody doesn't speak English. But when you get into a, uh, a taxi or I think it's called Z cars there. They're like Uber there. When you get into a car there, they will pretend for as long as you allow them to that they don't speak English and they will they will only speak Hebrew. And I believe there's, there's several tests there, but they're also going to listen to you and what you say about them, knowing full well they they speak English, you know, they speak English. It's Doug Outlip show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's, um, so I'll give you my thoughts on the Brian Kelly Tagas as he clearly tried to slide in the, I'm going to take my first attempt at speaking the cultural language of Louisiana, Louisiana, whatever. Like it is really a different culture in Louisiana. And, and I've never understood the, local pronunciations of some word. It's like, if you go to Louisville, Kentucky, they say Louisville like this, like Louisville, like V-U-L-L-E. On the other hand, the University of Louisville is called the Ville. Why isn't it called the Vull? Bayer, can you explain that to me? Why is it, why is it it's Louisville? Why isn't it called the Vull? I'm not sure. I, I spell Louisville with like eight L's because of what you just said. There just seems to be a lot of L's. I'm not sure. The hmm. vul. It should be it should be apostrophe apostrophe V U L L L, maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, but listen, I mean, people do it try and do it all the time. They try and you're trying to assimilate to the language of where you are, right? That's that's a very, very normal thing. And I think it's I pointed this out. If anybody's ever heard Lincoln Riley speak, Lincoln Riley's from Texas. He was coaching in Oklahoma. Before that, he was coaching in East Carolina. But if you listen to how he speaks, it's the exact same pacing accent as Bob Stoops. You know, hey, no question. Everybody knows that, certainly. Like, you listen to Bob Stoops talk. You listen to Lincoln Riley talk. You're like, are they related? Same thing with Mark Stoops. Same thing with, with Mike Stoops. Oh, they all speak the same. And Lincoln Riley, almost like another Stoops, that's exactly what he will do. But nobody gives Lincoln Riley like, wait, Lincoln Riley is not from the Midwest. Why does he sound like he's from the Midwest? Because people like Lincoln Riley, they clearly don't. They clearly don't like Brian Kelly, the new head coach. It's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to last night's football game. The Cowboys won. 
They moved the ball. They were fine. The Saints were still in the game late. Taysom Hill playing with that. He has the same injury apparently on his throwing hand that Russell Wilson had in his throwing hand. And I, I think the Taysom Hill thing is really interesting. You know, it's like, like I was listening to Cowherd and I don't understand what our thing is with Taysom Hill or with Sean Payton or he's not Tim Tebow. If I hear another person say he's Tim Tebow, like, what are you watching? Tim Tebow was, I don't care what his 40 time was. He was a bad athlete in terms of his footwork. He was a terrible thrower in terms of his accuracy. He was a great college player. And he was a subpar NFL quarterback, but they found a way to win games during Tebow time. Now, I don't know if Taysom Hill makes it. I don't know if Taysom Hill is the answer. I don't know what they do in the long-term future. But I can tell you that, Tim, that, that Taysom Hill is much better than Tim Tebow. He's a much better athlete. He's a better thrower. Is he as good a thrower as the elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Of course not. Of course not. But it's interesting. I'm watching him play against the Cowboys, who were bad three of the last four weeks. And what did everybody say about why they were bad three of the last four weeks? Well, you didn't have Tyron Smith, their left tackle. Well, you didn't have their wide receivers. And if you don't have your wide receivers, you don't have your left tackle, you don't have a chance. So, of course, Dak Prescott, who, oh, yeah, by the way, his first week back when he played poorly, do you remember what people said? He was coming off of an injury. Wasn't sharp. Right? Do you remember all that? Hey, where's Taysom Hill been the last couple of weeks? Jay Stu? Uh, Taysom Hill's been nursing an injury of some kind. Uh, yes. He was in the concussion protocol, and he's been nursing other injuries. Right? <laughs> so so that that happened. Yet, oh, hey, um, who was out last night for the Saints? Michael Thomas has been out the whole year. Alvin Kamara's out, who's without any question their best offensive weapon. And oh, yeah, by the way, they didn't have either of their bookend tackles. Now, that doesn't excuse some of the inaccuracy. That doesn't excuse the pick six where he seemed to throw the ball right to a defensive end that he did not see. It doesn't excuse a lot of different things. But I just, I find it to be more than a little peculiar that Taysom Hill, who's tougher than a $2 steak, who his coach that we all believe, like, just so you know, Sean Payton's resume is not just that he resurrected Drew Brees' career. Sean Payton was the guy who believed in Tony Romo because Sean Payton was the offensive coordinator with those Dallas Cowboys teams. So I don't, I don't really understand the negativity there. I, I don't get it. it. Do I think he's great? No. Do I think I have... Um, I, I, do, I, do I think he has the makings of a great quarterback? No, but do I think it's his first week back off of injury without his bookend tackles, without his best offensive weapon, without their best and highest paid wide receiver they've ever had in franchise history? Yeah. So like, what are we doing here? He's better than Tebow. I don't think, you know, he's not as good a runner, obviously not as elusive as Lamar, but he's pretty good and really tough and a different sort of athlete. And you do get some value out of him moving him all over the field. In terms of how much they pay him, I'm not going to judge him based upon how much he's being paid. Otherwise, I have to go through every player. If you really want to get down to it, the biggest pissing away money is what they've done with Michael Thomas because Thomas has been hurt 
or lazy or whatever's going on with Michael Thomas and not getting the surgery when he's supposed to get the surgery. I understand it's quarterback. I understand he wasn't good enough last night. I get it. Okay, get it. But I also think that if we're reasonable, here's a guy who just suffered a torn ligament in his throwing finger without his bookend tackles, without Alvin Kamara, uh, without Michael Thomas. And oh yeah, by the way, if we're really being honest, right, we're really, really being honest. The Dallas Cowboys are way more talented than the Saints, especially considering how beat up the Saints are. Here's Sean Payton on Taysom Mills' performance. No, he was playing quarterback. I heard his finger. We had to splint it somewhere in the first half, but he felt good enough to go. But our plan was to play him. Man, I thought he played with a lot of heart, a lot of guts. You know, we didn't help many in the first half. I'll be honest with you. We got to catch that, that, that first interception. It's the perfect coverage look we get. We drop a ball. They make a good play on it. That's unfortunate. This is Taysom Hill on his offense. I'm not going to rush to any conclusions, having not seen the, the tape or anything, but I feel like we did some things really well tonight, and then we did some things really poorly. Obviously, it's tough to win a game when you turn the ball over four times. That's really what jumps out. Dak Prescott on what this win means for the Cowboys. I've got to stay disciplined and just playing play by play and not trying to put the dagger in them and uh, knock them out of the game. And uh, when you do that, as I said, that's why I was sloppy there. Just trying to do more than what was within the plan, what they were giving me. Love Dak Prescott, by the way, at the press conference. I think he's a good quarterback. I'm not sure he's a superstar, but he there's a lot of things he does which are superstar caliber, including what he does at the podium. So... The, the net takeaway is the Cowboys won a game they kind of had to win, solidifies themselves as the team in the NFC East. Did they look great? No, but they were just getting back and, and getting healthy on offense. And while the Saints season continues to kind of wither away, mostly because of injuries, I'm not one of these guys that's going to sit there and jump off a roof and tell you that Sean Payton knows less about the position than I do. On the other hand, an injury like this to Taysom Hill, and I do wonder when he plays quarterback again and what the Saints look like moving forward. Right, Rams head coach Sean McVay has a theory on why Aaron Donald and his defensive line have struggled the past few weeks. Share with you th- that theory upcoming next. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's do this. We're going um, to have Brock Heward in a second, and we'll get his thoughts on his alma mater changing coaches, on these other coaching changes, plus get you ready for a huge college football weekend. Championship Saturday. Well, that's what it is. Championship Saturday. We'll talk about it in a second. But um, what I ask the guys to do is prepare their best fake accent. Okay? Best fake accent. Um, we will not laugh at anybody externally. Internally, you can laugh your ass off. But this takes a certain amount of bravery. 
Ramos, you're going to go first. Hello, governor. <laughs> I'm down at the docks right now picking up something for the kids. <laughs> I know what I that accent is. We're not supposed to. We're just not supposed to laugh, well, Byer. Well, I know what that accent is. That's John's Cockney That's accent. That's right. Yes. Thank you. That is John's Cockney accent. It's not bad like, at all. That's actually the, not bad. The shipyards. Yeah, in, the shipyards. Uh, yes. I was Hello, at, governor. I was down at the docks. That's exactly <laughs> Hello, right. Hello, governor. Governor. Here comes another ship in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. At the end there, you kind of sound like one of those rock stars. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well that first part was good. I'll stop first there. Part was, first part was good. You see, you quit kind of while you're ahead, you know. My kids give me give me the business because I always say Ari Porter, Ari. Anyway, uh, what about you there, uh, Jace? Two, you're you're up. Um, it's kind of a, a an Irish uh, British mix. No, 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 no. Just give me the <laughs> accent. God, come okay, on. ready? Yes. Just stay alive. I will find you. Stay alive. I will find you. It's pretty good. It's not bad. I kind of like you. Don't have to give us any like precursors. Just oh, okay. give us the yeah. accent. I, I didn't get the game. I got it. Okay. Um, go ahead, uh, buy your up. Well, I did drop the Aussie one earlier. Yes. Uh, we're gonna stay. It's in quite, that. It was quite good. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks Mike. Uh, we are. We're gonna move. No worries. We're gonna no move worries. a little off the coast and say I'm from New Zealand. New Zealand. Yes, New Zealand. I got it off of Frank Nabilo in watching Golf Channel for so many years. And how Frank Nabilo would say, New Zealand. So there's my accident. <laughs> my accent, which Your may accent? be an accident. Yeah. I like to focus on the, uh, the you know, the, the South Pacific, Australia, yeah. you know, New Zealand area when I it mean, comes to my accent. Chicks dig it, right? I mean, yeah. that's really how you got Lisa. Yes. yes. Lisa's like, I don't know about this guy. Then he threw out the New Zealand. And New he was like, here's my room key. That's 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 how it, that's how you get your baby. That's really what happened. Is it was you know she wasn't sure, and then all of a sudden you broke out the New Zealand, and she was like, "We need to have a child." And boom, nine months later, you did. That's exactly what happened. Well, you guys are heard by Lou Holtz, which everybody thinks is my best. You know, I can yeah, I, I can do the chameleon thing a little bit. You know, I can I can do all different sorts of the South. The problem is that sometimes my the parts of the South that happen, you know, you try and be subtle with them, you know, and. These sorts of things happen, and you, if you're subtle, you don't get the credit that you deserve. You know, um, I I'm not great at, at as identifying the region of the accent more as identifying the accent of the guy, right? Like Eddie Sutton used to talk like this. Listen, man, man, you're not any good. Okay, you're not any good. Papers don't know and sports illustrate. You you're not any good. You trust me. I've been doing this a long time, brother. You're not any good. But now, listen, if you play together, you play hard, you'll be all right. Anyway, that, that's. Uh, but I still think I did. It's, <laughs> it's an okay accent. It's nothing. It's not anything special. You know, you try to do a Tennessee accent, kind of soft and subtle. Much better on a woman than on a man. You do a Carolina accent, different. You do a Georgia accent, different. But, you know, I'm from West Virginia, a very small town. You know, I had a speech impediment when I was a kid. Now I'm one of the most highest paid speakers on earth. And when I was in Notre Dame, I went a lot for LSU. It's, it's Notre Dame. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brock Heward joins us. Uh, Brock Heward is a great Brock Heward imitation. Um, all right. Uh, for first, what do you think of the hire at UW? 
I think from a football standpoint, Doug, just a straight like schematic X's and O's, uh, I think it is a plus hire, uh, especially coming off what they just uh, let walk out the door that was uh, unfortunately just a just a really bad situation and in a significant struggle from an X's and O's. So from a pure scheme standpoint, Doug, I can't tell you, I mean, it's at least half a dozen either former coaches or people I've seen over the last week that have all said the same thing, like this guy can flat out coach. So from an X's and O's, I think it is a plus from a recruiting. Uh, I think there's a, there's a real question mark. And if Kirby Smart is right, and he said this earlier in the season, that 50% of your job as a, as a head coach in college football today is recruiting, you've got to get great players, then uh, that is the one, I think, glaring question mark, especially with Lincoln Riley now in the conference. Looks like Mario is going to be extended. Uh, that recruiting is going to be awfully, awfully tough, and that would be the question mark got to be answered in the years to come. Um, people will think your answer is because you're a UW family, but it's you're also a national broadcaster. You've done this for a long time, NFL and college. Uh, is Mario making a mistake if he stays at Oregon and turns down Miami? I don't think so. I mean, Miami is, is home, right? But, uh, you know, there's, there's a special opportunity with that, with that swoosh that's on all of their different uniforms. You're going to see in a few hours playing for another Pac-12 championship. It's pretty significant, you know, especially by comparison to their peers in the conference and really west of the Mississippi, Doug, that, that Nike swoosh and that net extends across the whole country it opens doors that it doesn't that others and, and your peers west of the mississippi do not have so no i think that's a pretty powerful brand i think as he's shown with his success there and, and some of the hirings that he's done a good job he's gonna have to do it looks like another one replacing joe moorhead who by reports looks like he's gonna be the head coach in akron so no, I, I think that's a powerful brand. I don't think he will mind going toe-to-toe with, with Lincoln Riley. And he's got some incredibly talented young players uh, that, that are beat up right now that uh, in some cases aren't playing like their young freshman phenom linebacker that would be right next to their all-conference linebacker Sewell and will be next year. And he knows that his cover has been pretty full the last few years with recruiting versus the Miami where you're going to be competing in that state uh, obviously against everybody in the SEC that comes into it, a uh, brand in Clemson and Dabo that's that's very, very strong and far ahead of where Miami is right now. You do not have an on-campus facility, which is a major, major drawback uh, for your home crowd and, and where you've got to play and, and all of that. So, no, I think that brand and that swoosh is a pretty attractive and powerful tool for Mario. Uh, does Lincoln leaving OU for USC make sense to you? Yes. Yes. I think the bar was set at a level at Oklahoma. And, and I think, you know, that was expressed a few different times over the course of this scene, including the season, including the booing of, of Spencer in that building when they were still undefeated at that point that he just said, you know what, I've, I've taken this thing as far as I can take it there. The bar is so extremely high. And I'd rather go back and build a brand on the West Coast that's been dormant for a decade that has incredible resources that has incredible fan base, that uh, is a beautiful place. And, and oh, by the way, I don't have to go to the SEC. Uh, I don't have to take that standard and that bar that I set in the Big 12 that's extremely high and, and really unsatisfying to, to the fan base and go compete in the SEC and I get to go out west. I had said it about a month ago, Doug. I, I kind of felt like, man, that enormous name, that big fish, that USC, if they can lure it, would be one heck of a 
one heck of a catch was Lincoln Riley, and they indeed reeled it in. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, which I, I think Oklahoma they haven't named a head coach because their head coach is still coaching. Like yeah, that that that's the only possible explanation to me. Quite possibly, yeah, and we'll see. I think Matt Campbell would be an incredible fit there. His buddy Alex Grinch is obviously leading with Lincoln to go out west to L.A. Could could you know and. Could he and would he want to do that and make that jump with a place that he's obviously familiar with? I think Matt Campbell would make a, make a ton of sense. Luke Fickle, obviously, is always getting tossed around in every one of these scenarios. But, yeah, it's going to have to be somebody that's willing to accept that challenge of where the expectations are and then where that move is coming in the years to come to much more difficult waters in the SEC. Um, okay, let's get to a couple of these games. You got the, you got the Mountain West Conference Championship. Hey, um, Brady Hoke's done a great job at San Diego State. Okay, how can Brady Hoke be so good at Ball State and San Diego State, but so bad at Michigan? Like, why why has it worked? Well, are there coaches, in your opinion, Doug, that are great mid majors? But you know what? Put them in a Power Five or in a, in a different program, having to recruit five stars that live in that world that they don't function as well. Like Brady Hoke is built to recruit three star chip on your shoulder. Got turned down from SC and UCLA, but I can play. Uh, he's built to coach six foot, three hundred pound nose tackles that are going to be overachievers. He's built to coach the All American. He has a defensive end who's going to be a terrific NFL player in Cam Thomas, who was a two hundred and ten pounder when he came to San Diego State. Who Brady really shaped as a D line coach in twenty nineteen and has grown into, uh, you know, one of the real studs in college football that nobody knows. So he's got more pressures. Than Aiden Hutchinson, he's number one in all of college football. Nine nine. Watch him tomorrow because you're going to watch him in the NFL. So I, I think this is one that just fits his DNA so well, Doug. That you know what the five stars and in the limelight and all the attention and the media and the boosters not really for me. Coaching football as a D line guy, uh, grinding it out at the line of scrimmage, establishing a tough, tough culture. Uh, kind of reminds me of my former college coach, who was a tremendous defensive coordinator, Jim Lambright, but elevated to a head coaching job. It's a whole different hat. It's it's a whole different ball of wax. Coaching in the MAC, coaching in the Mountain West, very very different than coaching in Michigan. He's comfortable in his skin. He's authentic. His players love him, and he's poised to win a twelfth game tomorrow in the first championship for San Diego State since fifteen and sixteen. Uh, obviously, Alabama is the nemesis of Georgia. Georgia appears on every level to be better than Alabama this year. Yep. How hard will it be for Kirby Smart's club to overcome that? They they got to beat the the Tide, even if they're better than the Tide. Well, we've kind of seen that this season to a degree, right? We have seen finally a a Michigan get over the hump, and I don't know if Michigan is a better team than Ohio State overall talent wise. But on that Saturday in the snow, their line of scrimmage thoroughly dominated and got over the hump. Uh, Mike Gundy, for years and years and years, could not beat Lincoln Riley. Is his team on paper, you know, necessarily better? I, I don't know. But, man, they've got some salty, salty dudes that have played together for a long time and believed it was the year to get it done. I think for both Georgia, Doug, and Utah, I put those two in the same camp, and we'll see the Utah Ducks here in a couple hours. Like, if not now, when? <laughs> like, if you can't get over the hump this season, if you're Georgia, and beat this Alabama team that is very, very human on their offensive line, that can't run the ball, that may be down a couple running backs, that has some areas of, of weakness on the back end of that defense and experience. Like, if you can't get over 
the hump now. I don't know when. And I'd say the same thing for Utah. Even though I think in 19, Utah's team in totality was better, these are salty, salty dudes that have played a lot of ball that I, I think are healthier, that are humming, that are more confident than the Ducks are. And they've been to this game now three times in the last four years. And I think for both the Bulldogs and the Utes, it's time, like the Wolverines and Cowboys, to get over that hump. It's fascinating, right? Utah's a three-point favorite. They just beat Oregon a couple weeks ago, 38-7, to and it wasn't that close. And as you pointed out, Oregon's all beat up, right? But it's one of those, like, can you actually get over it on this, on this stage? Uh, the four teams standing Monday will be who? I think it will be Georgia. I think they will beat Alabama this week. I do think Michigan is just too much for Iowa. That defense is going to suffocate those guys. So that won't be a runaway. I think that will be kind of a gritty, tough. Iowa's very, very good defensively. And if if Michigan screws around in special teams or gives the ball away, that could be an upset. But I do think think those two take care of business. I think Cincinnati – uh, takes care of business. I, I think once. Again, yeah, Uh-oh. I think once. Again, what? 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 Who, who I know you're getting business? to. You're 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 burying the. You're 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 you're. you're uh, there's got to be something there, and I think it's coming at the end. Keep going. Cincinnati wins. No, no, I think Cincinnati wins. Who is three? Remind me who is three. Oh, that's three. That's three's Alabama. Alabama. Oklahoma State's five. Uh, Can Oklahoma State Alabama, be Baylor? Will, will Oklahoma State so, be Baylor a second time? So I think uh, Oklahoma State beats Baylor. I do. I think they're. Too good defensively. I think in year one here for Baylor, it's been a remarkable, remarkable year. They've got talent. They've got QB questions, though. Uh, you know and I know, I've talked to you on and off the record, Doug. Spencer Sanders is an enigma, yeah. right? But he, he's, but he loves to play, and I think he's elevated people around him, and there's more, much more confidence this year than they've had in years past. So, yeah, I think it's – I think your Cowboys – take care of business. I think Cincinnati takes care of business. Now, who is four and who is three? That's for the wonderful committee to get to debate. Uh, last thing, I got like 30 seconds. Obviously, you've been, Seattle, been in Seattle so long uh, and yeah. formerly hosting a Seattle radio show. What do you do if you're the Seahawks from the top down, considering this season appears to be lost? We will have to talk about that for next week because there's no way I can answer that in 20 seconds. That's so popular. It's way too deep. It's got way too many tentacles. It is a topic that you could do for 20 minutes on this relationship, on where it is. All I know is that John Schneider, the GM, was extended to 2027 with a new owner uh, who took over. Jody took over for Paul a couple years ago. She extended him to 2027. I have a hard time seeing him go anywhere. I think he could gain some more power and keep Pete maybe just as a head coach and stop nibbling and, and uh, getting in the war room and, and leave that to the personnel people. And, yeah, if this thing totally goes off the rails, I don't know how that marriage between head coach and QB survives. Great stuff. You'll see him on the Mountain West Conference Championship call. He's the one and only Brock Heward, and we will have that discussion next week. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it, Doug. You see, man. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you caught up on uh, on, the, uh, on my picks. That's what we want to do. We want to get you my winners. Picks. We well, do. We got them. Five NFL. Five college. Five on three. One, two, three. Five. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go, five. College football. It's championship Saturday. Championship Saturday. Um, okay. Let's start with tonight's game. Utah taking on Oregon. Uh, we talked about this, the nemesis game. Oregon's been the nemesis. The problem is that Utah kicked the crap out of Oregon. Granted, at home in the altitude just two weeks ago. Okay. And uh, this is the Pac-12 title game. It's in Los Vegas. So, it's supposed to be a neutral site. Uh, now, you got Oregon, who... You know, survived Oregon State, dominated by Utah. That is one of their two losses on the year. The two teams they've lost to, power running teams, Stanford before massive injuries and and uh, and Utah. I think Utah wins and covers this thing. Do I think it's a no-doubter? No, but they'll win by more than the field goal. I don't think what we saw two weeks ago has changed that much. They're going to line up. They're going to run it right at him. Additionally, I do think the distractions of Mario Cristobal being mentioned as the potential Miami coach, they're not good when you're trying to focus. Uh, I'm going I'm to take Utah to win the game and cover. Oklahoma State taking on Baylor. These two teams met, uh, fellas, like a, a, you know, like a year ago, right? It was the 2nd of October. And that was a low-scoring game. Baylor only had 280 yards. It was really dominated by the Cowboys' um, defense. And then offensively, Jalen Warren transfer, 125 yards, two touchdowns. Tay Martin had just come back. He had seven catches, 108 yards. I thought Spencer Sanders was really good. He ran, he threw in that game. I do think Oklahoma State's offense and Baylor's offense, they've gotten better since then. So I, I don't think it's a complete locked up since that Oklahoma State wins the game, but you know, they're 10 points better two months ago. I, I, I think a touchdown's about right. It's a six-point line. This is a hard one. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Mm-mm-mm. Alabama taking on Georgia. <laughs> We've heard so much about, again, the nemesis of Alabama to Georgia. We also have this thing where we're like, well, you know, Alabama's played close games. Georgia hasn't. And they played one close game all year. That was Clemson first game of the year. Outside of that, it's been complete and utter domination. I think this will be as well. I'll take Georgia. I'll take the number. Houston's taking on Cincinnati. Houston lost first game of the year to Texas Tech. Okay. Uh, since then, they survived East Carolina in overtime. They survived South Florida 54-42. SMU by a touchdown. 
Whereas Cincinnati feels like the real deal. The real deal. That said, 10.5 points in a championship game? Hmm. I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to take Houston. Iowa's taking on Michigan. Iowa at home has been outstanding. Iowa's won their last four games. Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska. Close games. Michigan just got done kicking the crap out of Ohio State. 42-27. But let's remember, Penn State kept it close. Michigan State beat them. Nebraska kept it close. Rutgers kept it close. There is a formula there. And I think I will work out that formula. I think Michigan wins and Iowa covers. Those are the college picks. Let's get to the NFL picks, shall we? Um, Houston's taken on Indy, and Houston's now won two games. But more than anything, they played the Jets close. They beat the Titans. Kept the Dolphins within arm's distance. Previous to that, it was like blowout city with the exception of the Patriots. So they do kind of play up to level of competition. The Colts got to win this game, right? They had won three in a row. And frankly, they had, they had the Buccaneers game. I think the Colts are probably the best six and six team in the league. I think they win. I think they dominate. I think they cover the 10 points. Uh, this one's interesting to me. The Giants are taking on Miami. Miami has looked better of late, or Tua has looked better of late, as they've won their last four games. And not terrible teams. Texans, Ravens, Jets, Panthers, although the Panthers, terrible quarterback play. Jets, uneven. Ravens, that's a good win. Texans are terrible. Take on the Giants. And, like, look, Danny Dimes wasn't good against the Buccaneers. Could have beaten the Chiefs, but they just beat the Eagles. I think the Giants keep this thing close. I really do. Battle of former assistant coaches to Bill Belichick. I- I'm going to, yeah, I- I'm going to take uh, the Giants to cover the six. Cincinnati's taking on the Chargers. You guys know I'm a huge Charger fan. I'm also a realist. And how to beat the Chargers? Run the football. What do the Bengals do? Well, they got Joe Mixon, who runs the football. He's about to go for 1,000 yards, likely this week at 924, 4.4 yards to carry. Samaj P. Ryan, another Oklahoma product, over four yards to carry. Um, meanwhile, you got Justin Herbert, who has been good, but they've been unable to protect him, throw the ball downfield. That's a good pass rush. I think the Bengals win, and the Bengals cover. Mm. Um, okay, this one's interesting to me. Seattle taking on San Francisco. Seattle is only a three and a half point dog. This is the pick of the week. San Francisco's won three in a row. San Francisco will win that game. They will cover the spread. They are the road dog. Doesn't matter. I feel like Seattle is done. Last pick of the weekend. Baltimore's taking on Pittsburgh. It's a Baltimore team. We've pointed out time and again on how, uh, how poorly they've played, and yet they've won games. This is their first matchup against Pittsburgh. Right? And Pittsburgh, of course, has a quarterback who's led them to a tie with the Lions, 
A loss to the Chargers, a loss to the Bengals. I think they're bad. I'm going to take the Ravens as favorites. Those are the picks. Five on three. One, two, three. There it is. Five NFL. Let's go, five. Five college. Five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's get to Dan Byer and find out what else is going on. DB, what do you got? So much going on, Doug. We start in college football. Marcus Freeman promoted as the defensive coordinator or from defensive coordinator to head coach at Notre Dame. Oregon, you mentioned tonight's got Utah in that Pac-12 title game. Oregonian saying that they are negotiating a new contract with head coach Mario Cristobal to keep him in Eugene. College basketball news, Maryland and head coach Mark Turgeon mutually decided to part ways after more than 10 years together at the school. The Portland Trailblazers fired President Neil Olshay today after an investigation revealed that Olshay violated the team's code of conduct. The team started the investigation after allegations he fostered a toxic work environment which allegedly included tirades and intimidation tactics. In the NFL, Saints quarterback Taysom Hill won't need surgery on his injured finger suffered last night against the Cowboys. He's going to try to play through the injury according to ESPN. Broncos likely to not have running back Melvin Gordon against the Chiefs. Doubtful after not practicing this week because of shoulder and hip injuries. Rams head coach Sean McVay said he'd be surprised if wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. didn't play against Jacksonville despite a hip injury that has him listed as questionable. Running back Daryl Henderson Jr. also questionable with a quad injury. Vikings officially ruled out running back Dalvin Cook. Don't expect Darren Waller to play for the Raiders against Washington because of his knee injury. And now some quarterbacking news. Kyla Murray, a game-time decision for Arizona. They've got the Bears where Andy Dalton will start in that game. Daniel Jones out for the Giants against the Dolphins. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts questionable to face the Jets. Doug, back to you. Thank you, Dan. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, There's a lot to get to. Did you guys hear... (sighs) Russell Wilson is... um... Look, I, I, he's obviously a very talented fella, a very bright fella. I do think a lot of the things he says are kind of cheesy, right? It's like he was cracking dad jokes before dad jokes were in. And, oh, yeah, before he was a dad, he is, of course, a dad now. He, he talked about himself in this way yesterday. My resume you know, shows that I'm an overcomer and I'm going to keep being one. And so, uh, you know, so I, I have no doubt. I have a tremendous confidence in who I am, where I am, what I'm going to be, how I'm going to be, how I'm going to get better every day about my craft. I'm an overcomer. In case you didn't catch that part that his resume shows you, he doubled down then tripled down. Take a listen. To be able to stay poised in the midst of it all um, and be thankful for it all. And I think that's one of the things that I, I really believe is, has always been a goal for me is, and always been part of my, my perspective of life. The one thing that I do know is, is that um, my resume shows that I'm an overcomer. My resume shows that I'm an overcomer. So, you know, the reality is, is that for me, you know, I know what's going to happen. So he's, I don't know, he just strikes me as so bizarre. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I overcomer is a word. Why not use overachiever? I'm not really, I don't get it. Buyer, help me out. You're a Seahawks fan. What do you think of, of, of Russell? Uh, I think he'd be the guy you'd least want to be stuck with talking to at a party just because of everything that he would continue to say. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. Like there's, there's nothing that you have in common because you don't view life like that through a normal lens. And it's just very difficult to relate. Plus, he's talking about himself, which, of course, you wouldn't care about. Yeah, it's just, it's... 
It's quite a, a bit. It's, it's quite a, a bit. It's a lot, right? Yes. It's just a lot. And and why is it a lot? I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's like, I, I guess because it's always kind of worked for him. But man, that's it's. He's a lot. That's that's probably the best way to, the best way to I, express it that everybody kind of agrees on. Yeah, and I, I don't know a ton from what happened. Um, you know, at NC State for how he was portrayed there. Um, we know about the baseball thing and uh, and then Mike Glennon taking over. However, I would almost feel like if he had this sort of presence that maybe it would have like been different. I I just think like there was some at some point along the line when he was an NFL quarterback that somebody told him this is how you should be. Because I don't think it was it was like this in college and I don't think that it was like this in his first couple of years in Seattle, but I think somebody in his ear said this is how it's, you know, this is this is how we're going to craft you. This is how we're going to market you. And I think that's I think that's where it's just taken off. It's one thing to always be like go Hawks. And now it's just so contrived. It's so cheesy. It really is. It's just so incredibly cheesy that I don't know. It's just, it, it, everyone in the league I know rolls their eyes about. It. Now they all say like look, the dude can play. It's not like he he can't play, but it's it is to the point where you're like, ugh, God, he's a lot, you know. And everybody has a friend who's a lot. He he's like the NFL version of the CrossFit guy, or now Bitcoin guy is the same thing. Are you know, on Bitcoin, why didn't you get in on Bitcoin? Why don't you believe about Bitcoin? Like, look, I don't know anything. What about NFTs? NFTs are big. Like, I don't really know what what those are. Like, I kind of know, but I don't really know. It just feels like a way in which somebody who really knows is going to take my money. That's Russell Wilson. It, it's like he he's he's CrossFit guy. I would also yeah hate to talk to CrossFit guy or Bitcoin guy at a party as well. Like there's a little too much. It's just we're not we're not the same. It's just so difficult to relate, as you said. And what I find interesting about it is, I believe that the advice that he has gotten, or now what he believes, is this is how you do relate. It's not. I agree with you. And it's and I agree. I think we both think it's not. He just sounds like a guy who's like a wind up doll of not necessarily cliches, but like motivational sayings, you know? I like yes. It. And then you're also wondering, like, is 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 it this extreme because something's, uh, you know, you're hiding something or you're overcompensating for something? What is what is the real what is the real deal? No idea. No idea. Yes, Jason Stewart. I hadn't. I had not thought about this until Dan just kind of gave his description there, I, and now I'm thinking he's just like Tom Cruise. Like, I don't think he thinks he's of this world. Like he he's he's on some kind of a different uh, uh, paradigm or something. Like when you hear him talk, it it's almost robotic in a way. And then when you talk, when you hear Tom Cruise talk in a normal interview, you get that feeling too. Like, is this guy real? Like, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> I think the Tom Cruise analogy is perfect. I think that's absolutely dead to rights accurate. Tom Cruise is, is who he is. Really good call. Really, really good call. Uh, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I, I don't think it stops him necessarily from leading a football team, but it just makes it so he's just odd. It's just odd. That's, that's the only way I can express it. 
I mean, I, I I give I give him you know credit for for trying to come back as soon as he did. Yeah, like he's not milking any of that stuff. Um, he's he's milking his return and talking about his return, but he's not like you know taking. Uh, shortcuts to be out longer or or trying to drag that out like he tried to be back as soon as possible but in the same breath let everyone know how much it took for him to come back as soon as possible no it's it's i'm sorry like this is going to come across super mean it's obnoxious (laughs) yeah it's yes it's obnoxious and i say that admitting he's a great football player like he's he's great. He he's throws as good a deep ball as you ever get. Like he's awesome. I have nothing bad to say about him as a football player. He just it's too much for me. Like I'm I'm good. I got it. I got it. Thank you so much. I got it. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.